Keeping it real with Aisha, RD and Prane. Good morning. On the Mix Breakfast. Mix FM. Morning. This week's project is Where is Home? Uh, a lot of you have been, you know, reading about, about this online. News of Malaysian mothers who are married to foreigners unable to pass down their Malaysian citizenship to their children. So we wanted to know the stories behind it. Yesterday, uh, we spoke to Alicia Dixon from Family Frontiers. She's the social media associate uh, dealing with this as well. Today, we speak to Patricia. She's a mother of two, married to an Irishman. Now, both kids born in Ireland, they don't have a Malaysian citizenship. Can you tell us a little bit more about your story, Patricia? Uh, So my story is this. I have two non-citizen children. Uh, the ages are six and eight, who were born abroad in Ireland, where we were based for my husband's work. Uh, we have moved back to Malaysia for good uh, since 2017, after being abroad for about four years. And that's when we discovered how difficult it is for my children to live and remain in this country. Since you guys have uh, come back to Malaysia since 2017, what are some of the things that your children are missing out on, knowing that they are non-Malaysian citizens? They are already missing out on a lot of basic rights, such as education, access to education and healthcare. For your information, for non-citizen children who are enrolled in government schools, they would miss out on the first two weeks of school. They are not eligible for school vaccinations. They are not eligible for textbook loans. Um, Now, I have to make it clear that not all of us who are married to foreign spouses are well off. I think there's a misconception there, a stereotype. Not all of us are financially able to pay for private options. Uh, we also have affected children who have special needs mm. or long-standing health issues, and they are currently deprived of therapy or treatment because the private healthcare options are too costly. At the heart of it is also our children are deprived of stability and, and a sense of belonging, which I think is very important in the in the formation of a child as they grow up. Uh, our kids can uh, cannot represent Malaysia in sports competitions you know no matter how bright and talented they are as they grow older the the issues get bigger this is this is the biggest issue that that terrifies all us mothers in this situation right now and this is something that other mothers have already experienced is that our children cannot continue to live in malaysia once they age out of the student pass once they pass 18 they're also not eligible for citizenship under registration they do not have any other viable options they go back to a tourist pass they can apply for pr or a residence pass, which is, has a limit of 10 years. But that is also not a guarantee. And so many se- families have been separated because of this. That is so sad, right? But mm. unfortunately, it's the truth. That's what happened. So the only option, obviously, would be to go back to the UK, uh, where the father's from. Uh, yes. However, we they won't have any ties there. My husband's family, they are scattered all over the country. We see them once in two years, three years, you know, mm. whenever... There is uh, funds to, to fly over, essentially a foreign country to them, for them to start anew. We, we kind of had a sense that getting a Malaysian citizenship after this would be incredibly difficult. But I was also struggling with postpartum depression, uh, anxiety and brand new motherhood. You know, everything's so new. I have to yeah. keep a child alive. Mm-hmm. And I'm here without family in Ireland. Uh, so it's all, all so new and, and so overwhelming and stressful that, that my husband and I decided that we will cross that bridge when we when we come to it, which was when we returned back uh, to Malaysia. However, we've tried to apply when we came back to Malaysia in, in 2017. But unfortunately, we were told that it is not possible because we did not register their births at the embassy. 
within the first year of their birth. When my first one was six weeks old, we had to travel abroad for a family matter. And, at, and because of the urgency, we needed to leave. Um, the only way was to, to settle for an Irish passport. And at that moment, I thought, that's it. It's done. The door has been closed to me. Uh, when the High Court uh, ruled in our favour in September 2021, we were able to finally submit the children's citizenship application. But as you are now aware, mm-hmm. that door has been closed on us for now yeah. uh, until it's been resolved at federal court. Right. So we don't know when exactly this whole thing would be resolved. So how has this affected you guys as a family? Uh, now, now my children are quite young. So there's just so much that they can understand of the situation. Uh, however, they are aware that they are not Malaysians. And they can only stay in Malaysia with uh, a sticker on their passports, their social visit pass. They call it a stamp. My son growing up has had episodes where he would get anxious and ask if his stamp is still in the passport. Uh, and, and he would sometimes be afraid that, oh, you know, um, mommy, have you remembered to renew my stamp? Uh, we've also had to endure uh, frequent visits to the immigration. And each visit uh, can take yeah. uh, up to six hours each time. And it's, it's, not, it's not the best experience for a child. And we've also had issues with my son's student pass. So now he's eight years old. When a non-citizen child turns seven, they can only live in Malaysia under a student pass, which is attached to a school. And this is renewed yearly. So they are not living here as a child of a citizen. Uh, They're living here as a foreign student. It can be costly, especially if you are enrolled in, in private schools. And so, you know, even the simplest things become so difficult. Wow. Yeah. We hear you. Yes. Okay. What are some of the things that you wish you would have known beforehand so that you could be able to, you know, handle situations easier? Well, when we left for Ireland, I did not know that if I had stayed back to give birth in Malaysia, the kids would automatically be citizens. Uh, when my husband got the job offer in Ireland, I was about four months pregnant, actually. So the question is, of course, if I knew it then, would I have stayed on, you know, and give birth here? But if I did that, that would be being separated from my husband for at least nine to ten months. And I would have to be on my own. And my husband would miss out on the birth of his first child, you know, the first few months of our child's life. And that's not something you can get back once it's gone. Mm. So, you know, even if I knew it then, you know, the question is, would I have changed things? I think that's a difficult decision to make. And many women have had to make this call and they should not have needed to. It's not about what we could have done. It's, it's the law that removes that choice for us. Patricia, thank you so much for sharing your stories and the struggles that you're currently going through. Uh, that was Patricia, who is a mother of two who is not able to pass down her Malaysian citizenship to her children. Our project this week is called Where is Home? I'm we're sure that in the news you've heard and read about Malaysian mothers who are married to foreigners, unable to pass down their citizenship to the children. So we've heard from the NGO called Family Frontiers. We've heard from Patricia. By the way, these interviews are available as a podcast on our app called Shock S-Y-O-K. Can download it from any platform that you use. I, I share RD and Crane on the mixed breakfast. Keep it right here with today's best music.